Happy New Year, mortgage fans. Right, for this year, I'm going to do things slightly differently for our weekly update. So rather than just simply introduce it, I'm actually going to talk through the whole thing. So um, what I've done this week is talk through the five key areas I think could affect the mortgage world this year, which I think are firstly around house prices, secondly, the availability of mortgage products, thirdly, what impact LTV increases have had, so banks offering mortgages to people with small deposits, the fourth is around affordability, so i.e. how much you can borrow. And fifth is around lender processes and how that will affect people trying to get a mortgage, particularly before the stamp duty holiday. So if that's of interest to you to watch on, and if you'd prefer to get the email, I'll share a link with how you can sign up for this separately as well. So back to the first point, that around house prices, that really was the big surprise of last year. Um, I saw some stats from Nationwide for December that said that house prices went up 0.8% uh, in December. They're already up. 0.8% in November as well, which took the annual rate of growth to 7.3%. Uh, that's absolutely massive, and no one predicted that. So will that continue this year? That's really, really the big question. Um, Halifax is the only bank to come out on record and talk about that so far. They think house prices will fall between two to 5%. Um, I'm not so sure. And by the end of this, the sort of four other points I've mentioned, I think the availability of money is gonna be a lot easier this year. So I think that's potentially a little bit sort of downbeat from Halifax because I think the availability of lending is going to get easier and therefore that will offset that potential sort of cliff edge event we're going to have after the stamp duty holiday ends. So that brings me sort of nicely to this second point around mortgage product availability. So to, again, to give you some numbers on this, if you go back to 2016, which was the peak at which we saw mortgage availability uh, pre-referendum, um, there were about 17,000 mortgage products available. Uh, then if you shoot right forward to the summer last year, uh, that was right down to about 3,000. Obviously, COVID impacts all sorts of issues around that. That's why that was so debilitated. But then we did finish the year with around 5,000 products available, so quite a big increase. Um, that's mainly around the area of smaller deposits, which I'll touch on in a second. But that goes back to my point around house prices is, okay, mortgage product availability doesn't tell you much, but what it does tell you is the amount of lenders that are active and looking to lend. So as lenders become more competitive, they have to relax their policies in order to win business. So it shows you more banks are active and more willing to lend. So that's sort of the theme we finished last year in bringing into this year. Which brings me on to the third point around LTV increases. That means loan to value. So i.e. how much deposit do you need to put in to get a mortgage? So again, I'll give you some numbers to start off with. Uh, might be surprised to learn you can still buy at half a million pounds with a half with a five percent deposit. You can buy at uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds with a ten percent deposit, and you can buy right up to one point five million with a fifteen percent deposit. Now, some lenders will go higher than that, and if you put in a larger deposit, then you can buy quite frankly anything you can afford. Um, so, that's probably more generous than people thought. And again, we're seeing that in the numbers of products available. Um, which is boosting the amount of people with smaller deposits. So that's working really, really well. I think that's going to be a huge stimulus into the market this year that just simply didn't exist last year. Um, which very closely linked to that is my fourth point around affordability easing. So again, give you some numbers on this. So let's take a really simple example, right? Let's, and again, round maths, because I'm a simple man, don't have to complicate things. Let's say you earn £100,000 a year and had a £50,000 bonus. Now, again, in the summer last year, or certainly coming into autumn, Banks really pulled back how much they were lending. So some were going as low as four and a half times income and they weren't including bonuses. So in that scenario that I gave you, 100 grand basic with a 50,000 pound bonus, that meant most banks would offer you a loan of around 450,000 pounds. Now, by the time we finished the year, banks were now starting to include bonuses again. 
and some banks were even going as far as five and a half times income. So you put those two factors together, that means that same scenario, you can then get a loan of £687,000 um, on the same income. That's a massive increase. Now again, if you've got complex income, um, or you know some banks will take a view on it, they will go further than that. So, But it just shows you really that, that again, if you put together the fact that banks are lending small deposits and lending people more money, you know, it's really, really going to boost the market. You know, we're not talking 2007 stuff, but it really is just going back to where we should have been previously. Um, which then leads me nicely into the last point, which I think will be the defining point of this year, uh, which is lenders processing or lack thereof. Um, banks are going to suffer hugely uh, with all the COVID knock-on impacts because there's much less resource, much less, uh, much more underwriting that needs to happen. You can look back through previous updates. I talked about this a lot last year because now we're coming into this year. Got the stamp duty holiday ending in March. You know, you really, really need to find a property and get that under offer. I would say by the end of January, if you're going to take advantage of the stamp duty holiday, because most banks are taking six to eight weeks now to produce a mortgage offer, and it only takes one or two things to go wrong that can push down to two or three months. And so you can see straight away that's going to be a problem, and that's before you even get the legal. So. I actually think in the mortgage broking community, lenders processing is going to be probably the hottest topic. And I'll just summarise it in the most simple way I can. A lot of people are going to be put in a situation saying, do you want the best rate or do you want the quickest mortgage offer? Because they're two different things. So that's the decision a lot of people are going to have to make this year. So just really just sort of set the scene on that one. Um, so market data. So I look at this every week for people who sort of read my email regularly. Um, you see that money markets are all down. Um, swap, swap rates are down. Uh, LIBOR's down. Um, I think that's really more a sort of knock-on impact of the fears around the no-deal Brexit we had in late December. So hopefully that should level off, um, maybe even increase this year. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, hasn't really had an impact on mortgage rates. Uh, if anything, they're going up for the reasons I just mentioned on those processing issues. So our view at the moment is to keep products short-term. So do something either over a two-year period or even short or penalty-free, if you fancy a bit of a gamble. Depends on your situation. You know, we'll, we'll talk to you individually about your needs, but I think as a default setting, I think the margin that banks are lending at the moment is really quite high. So, you know, that's for all the reasons, you know, I don't talk about why that is the, the case, but I sort of think, right, fine. There's, the rates are still really, really low. You know, the market leading rates at the minute, um, you know, if you're refinancing, uh, you get a mortgage rate of 1.04%, the 60% deposit. Um, if you're purchasing, I think it's about 1.18. Um, Five-year money is around sort of 1.27 in that sort of area. So it's still extremely cheap. But the point being is that's a very, very big margin. Now, again, if you overlay that, if you have a smaller deposit with a sort of 5 or 10% deposit, you could be paying a, an interest rate in the 3% area as well. So that's really, really the area where I think if you've got sort of, say, less than 25% deposit, it's really, really going to benefit you to go short-term, refinance as soon as you can, Hopefully in two years' time from now, the world will be a lot more normal because uh, my commute this morning from my bedroom to my desk um, just really emphasised how weird things are at the minute. So that's our update for the week. Um, again, I'll share the link for this. You can get this in an email format. It's always on our website, so I'll share those links down the bottom. Hope you enjoyed it and catch up with you soon.